Hi guys, yeah. Hello again. Let's see if we're doing very well with these, Michael, aren't we? So, Indeed. yeah, this is our fifth one now on sort of recommendations. And we are back to Mr. M. Yeah, well, Michael's going to chip in this one as well because we're going to talk about the work of Ed Brook and Mender. Now, yeah. over the past 20 years or so, he has done as an absolutely incredible comic, no two ways about it. There's a lot <laughs> would, would, you, would you say that uh, Ed Brubaker is possibly one of the best still active yeah. writers today? Yes, him and Greg Rucker are the best two for me. They're both for geniuses. Because we've had certain things, the variety of comics he's done has been incredible over the years. He, you know, he, uh, he's one of those years guys of... who can basically write anything. Yeah, and he's a genius on it. Now, Michael's going to talk about one of his more mainstream runs in a bit. Uh, yeah. But I want to, first of all, go way back with him. So I'm going to go back to a series he wrote all the way back in 2000 for Vertigo. Because um, his first major break for Vertigo was he did a special called Prez Smells Like Teen Spirit, which linked to the Sandman. Which I... Was that sort of his big break, his big breakthrough? Yeah, major breakthrough. He had done sort of low life for that. And then he did... Um, we did a series called Scene of the Crime, which needs. I'm going to sit down and have to recommend Michael reads that. Well, we'll do a special on that one next time we meet. Because that's a four part storyline that has a hardball PI detective, and it's worth an episode by itself. I do love a detective story. It's a really good one. And that was some. He uh, had a combination of Michael Lark and Sean Phillips on that one for him. Michael Lark and Pencils and Sean Phillips links. Was that his first work with Sean? Yeah, not quite. He did a minor, he did a one-off Batman issue as well, he did okay. before that, but it's his second one, right? So, but I'm not going to talk about that, I'm going to talk about what comes after that. Because the actor wanted him to do, Vertigo did, to actually do a full-length scene of the crime series. <coughs> but they couldn't, they couldn't agree on it. So, he eventually ended up doing a series called Dead Enders. And this featured artwork by a woman, please, have you heard of him? Don't think so. He was a Northern Irish artist. We're inking split between Richard Case, who was more famous for doing Doom Patrol, and Cameron Stewart, who's also done work with Grant Morrison. Yeah. <clears throat> the covers are by Philip Bond. Now, I'll read out the plot to you, okay? The plot is okay. And this way, it's not like what he did later, but he has similarities, okay? <laughs> and after what is colloquially called the Calicism, well, uh, a city called New Bethlehem is segregated in its central sector where something approaching normal life is maintained by the use of artificial sunlight and its oppressive and crime-ridden suburbs and outlying districts which are home to a new religion called Doomsday. Self-centred teenager Bart Bartholomew Beezer begins experimenting otherwise visions of places definitely not New Bethlehem. Now it's interesting this really because what was really good about this series at the time was it only lasted for 16 issues. But what Which is, was it meant to go more? Cause it, 24, yeah, 24. I was going to say, because it's usually, usually if, if you're going to 12, you, you'd stop. Yeah, what happened with this one was um, the story itself was it was the kids in it, and that's what was good about the kids. Some of the kids were really, really harsh characters, but you, got to see, you, you fell in love with them all. Because it's just by good writing. You know what I mean? That's what it is. He did that very, very well with Criminal later on. And he's also, as proven the fade out, which I'll talk about next, 
he's very good at dealing with multi you know, casts, big casts of this. That's kind of the, the one of the uh, signals of a good writer. Yeah. yeah. Just the fact that you can take have these characters that are completely different from themselves yeah. and make you understand them. Yeah, that's what he was very, very good at this series. And um, it was very good at that because the kids are all baseline mods. Grabbing like a like a mopeds and motorbikes. Like, it was a really engaging series. And it, it, it had the rough element of it with the kids because they're bored like criminals. And then you used that again with criminal took the adult side. So it had a lot of similarities about it, maybe where and then what was good about it, Beezer, who was the central character of it. He was a prime, he was very, very, very similar to like Tracy Lawless and Criminal. as very flawed, but lovable. It and sounds kind of like uh, The Warriors, a little bit. Yeah, definitely that as well. And they start off with a very self-centered, selfish young teenager who gets taken on a ride with the 16 issues. And by the end of it, you were almost cheering them on. Faults. Do you want to fault? Was it got to the end of issue 13, and the first issue 13 was a character study. And what happened then was he got told at the end of issue 13 it wasn't selling. Cancel it. Yeah. So what he ended up doing was they, they told me he wanted to finish him quickly. So the next, what probably would have been the next 11 issues or 12 issues, got told in three. So the pacing just suddenly trebled, right? You know what I mean, right? Yeah. It's, it's but, a shame when that happens. It yeah. is. But the good thing in credit was he didn't change the characters. The characters stay the same. Oh, okay. So it had, a, it had anything in the house. But you can get that on one graphic one on weekend if you look around. Or 16 issues and it's worth it. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Truly worth it. It's one of it's 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 a, it's a curiosity compared to what we did afterwards, but the similarities, so right, okay. Moving forward. We're not gonna talk about criminal because we both know criminal and criminal's and quite we both mentioned it yeah. once. I wanna mention one called the fade out which came after came in the middle of it you've read the fade out as well haven't you uh first volume i think yeah it's, oh yeah it's basically it's 12 issues basically so you get pick up the one graphical novel and this one's set in hollywood in the late late 1940s and sean phillips does not hold back no it doesn't and it's the, it's the this one the script was brilliant again wasn't it but it's the level of detail in the actual comics because that was spot on weren't they Absolutely incredible. I think that's what you get with having a shorthand with a writer, uh, a, between yeah. a writer and an artist that have worked together more more than a few times. Yeah, and this was, even by the time we did this series, they'd done what? Two issues on what? Load of Criminal. You had, um, what? I don't know what else they'd done. They'd done loads of stuff to me before that and afterwards. But they had a 10 year history together at that point alone. Like, and it's, it showed. And, was, and, and the fact that they're really good friends helps as well. Yeah, they only met about ten times, apparently. But they talk on Skype all the time, apparently. Well, I'm, I'm sure it. I'm sure it. I, I, it kind of goes to show that you don't need to be, you know, you don't yeah. need to be physically in each other's lives all the time. No, I agree. That's what I did so. But this one works well because the story itself, this one, was interesting enough, it was partly inspired by his uncle's life. Uncle used to work in Hollywood in the nineteen forties. And it stars a uh, Charlie Parrish, who's Hollywood screenwriter, suffering from PSTD you PTSD. Yeah. And it's fronting for his blacklisted friend, best friend Jill, who's a screenwriter. Do you know what the blacklist was? Yeah. Yeah. It's the McCarthyism, isn't it? Yeah. 
correct you. Well, that's what's interesting. Like, they were covering all the real-life history in this one. And then some starlet that he had a brief fling with got, gets murdered. And they're both going to investigate the murder in, like, the studio system at the time. Yeah, there's a, there's a very good scene at the start of um, issue one where he's hiding in the bathtub because the the fireworks outside yeah. are triggering him. Yeah, that's what's doing. It's triggering it. It's such... The level of detail in this series is incredible. And you can see it meant a lot. It must have took them a long time to get this together. Well, like, the research alone, I imagine, yeah. would have been... Yeah, heck of a lot of research. Dead Enders, you got away with more because like, it was in their own creative Yeah, you, world. Can, can, you can just create yeah, whatever. Just build characters. But this is building characters in the real world. The detail's incredible. It's one of the best graphical novels you'd ever read, this one. Without doubt. It's brilliant. It's, I really, really recommend this. So it's what I found interesting about it was, and I think it's rare you find a comic, there's a bit of weakness here, they found attention to detail like this. The surface in the American market, okay, definitely. Do you make that more of a European sort of feel to it? Yeah, it, I think that's Sean's influence as well. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And it's, it isn't for everybody. If you're looking for Superman or Batman latest issues, that's not it. No, but, but if you want a well well put together story. Yeah, that's make you think and leave you an impact And afterwards. doesn't treat you like a child. Yeah, and this one doesn't. And by the end of it, what the, he left you breathless. The thing that I like about it is it expects a certain intelligence level yeah, no. from you reading it. Completely. And that's why it's really, really, really good series. You can't hope to beat it's one of the best series of going, this one is. It's, it, it's so good. Yeah, indeed. And then followed it all with Kill or Be Killed, which is a vigilante explanation. And that was, which, oh, which, was again, good. was good, but this was better. Again, which says, which shows, which goes to show you the, the two of them could just do anything. Yeah, and that's why I'm, I'm glad they're back on Crinimal now. I was hoping they're going to finish Crinimal now and then move on. But, right, okay, you 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 want to talk about Captain America, don't you? Uh, yes. Because that was it, was it Steve Epping did a lot of the drawing? I him, think didn't it? so. He did, uh, the, the, he brought back Bucky. Yeah. With the Winter Soldier. It was, again, it was a brilliant move that was. That was quite controversial at the time, wasn't it? I well, yeah, saying... Bucky was thought to be one of the, like, uh, the Waynes and Uncle Ben as yeah. the only characters that stayed dead. Yeah, and he didn't, did he? He brought him back. Which was a masterstroke, uh, to be fair. Yeah. Which, of course, influenced the MCU film. Yeah, the so Winter Soldier, which, is, it, it, in my mind, was the best Captain America film. It's so good. Ed, but did Ed have a cameo now? He did as well. Yeah, uh, I thought they'd have him in that as a cameo. Yeah, it was... Ghost, you know, uh, it was a great run. Yeah, Just, it's a great idea as well, bringing Bucky back. Yeah, and he's totally yeah. unexpected. And he, he went for a long time his run as well, didn't he? He did a good few years on yeah, Captain and America. It's the, and it's the thing of like Ed, Ed is one of those guys who can just write any character, anything. Yeah, yeah, completely. There, there is so you see some people who struggle. With certain types of characters, like if they're known for not naming names, but if if they're known for fast talking, mm. you know, characters and what have you, they can struggle with um, writing symbols of hope. For instance, mm. I wonder who I'm talking about. I know. Well, <laughs> no comment. Right. No comment, no comment. But but, uh, but Ed is just a guy who can write absolutely anybody and yeah. do anything. He's always said he wanted to write a sci-fi book, apparently. Yeah, to yeah. Pure sci-fi. Never managed it yet, but I mean, surely want to. I think they might do when they get this, these next two fade-out stories done, John, as you 
But that's the, that, that's the, they can just do anything. Yeah, they can do. And that's what's so good, like when he did Captain America with Steve Epping. Like, because Captain America itself was, you read it, it's completely different to what we talk about the fade out and dead enders, and what we'll do next, actually. But it is it, Ed's work, he's told the intelligence, he doesn't hand every hand now and then the hand to you. And Ed doesn't hold your hand at all. No. And, and he's, like, you see some writers who are holding your, holding your hand, making you mm. look at everything, sort of giving things away before you yeah. see it. And Ed goes, right, there's the story, read it. Yeah, I'm not telling you nothing. No, and he always gives you great endings. Yeah, it's great cliffhangers. Great. That, I've read most is, of the read most of the Captain America. Run, that basically. is, that is. Um, Wasn't it? He did the one where he put Captain America on trial, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. And did he do the one he killed Captain America off? I think so. He definitely did the trials. I read the trials. It's ones. hard for a lot of comic book writers to do a good end because we always, if we've got a good series, we always wonder can they stick the landing? Yeah. Exactly so. No, you true. never have to worry about that, Dad. No, you don't. But Captain America is a great series. Yeah. I give personal kudos to his short-lived run on the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And that was um. God, that was a few. That was sixteen uh, years of that. And that was really good. His uh, did he do a run on Iron Fist as well? He did with oh, Matt Fraction. Was, yeah, that was very good. Matt Fraction took it over after about twenty issues and carried on doing twenty after yeah. that. That was good. Good day. Yeah. yeah, him and Matt. He also did forty issues. Oh, pushing forty issues with um, and Daredevil. Yeah, he can, mostly with Michael Lark actually, is all there. Yeah, he could, as we've said, he can. Do, he's one of those guys who can just write anybody and write what, any story. What was good about when he did Daredevil was, um, he took straight over from Brian Bendis, and Bendis left him in a terrible predicament where he sent him to prison. And uh, then, and he did the first storyline in prison where he, he basically because he called the devil in his cell block in H block or something, where he caused hell by sitting in prison, and then they eventually released him because he was causing too much trouble. That's why, but yeah, great series, great writer, both of them are. Right, okay, after AMC Repping both left Captain America, what did they do next together? Uh, what did they do next? They did a series called Velvet. Ooh. It came out a couple of years ago, this, and I will read out to you, okay, I'll read about this to you, okay? It was, um, it was released at the end of 2013 by Image Comics, and is currently around 15 issues, with the last issue coming up at the end of 2016. This is called Volume 1. If Volume 2 has not appeared yet, but there is talk around a TV series of this coming up as well. Now, okay, the blurb of the comic describes it as a spy thriller that imagines James Bond as a secretary. And do you want the blurb for issue one? Oh, please do. Okay. It's, um, it's, it's a good way, good way of looking at things that happened to Captain America then. There's also his work he's done with the fade out Mixed it together quite yeah. beautifully. When the world's best secret agent is killed, Velvet Templeton, the personal assistant to the director of the agency, is drawn off her desk and back into the field for the first time in nearly 20 years and immediately caught in a web of mystery, murder, and high octane action. And it really is like going bond to us, Miss Bonnie Penny. And it's great because like, the first issue alone in it sets the mystery, you don't know who she is. Then you find out right on the last panel how bloody powerful she is. What? And then she just turns it all around him. Then it's something like it, but look they didn't really know me. So then she jumps out the window. <laughs> That's why and it just absolutely great stuff. What was good about it was it was similar to what you did with the fade out. Your glasses steamed up there, are they? Uh, a little bit, I think. I just realised. So I'm about it, guys, does Michael glasses looking steamed up then? <laughs> right now. Um, but, um, it, it's it, yeah, it's the uh... 
as any other glasses wearer will know, you have to take your glasses off every two minutes. Oh, to fair enough. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Oh, anyway, right. Sorry. No, don't worry. Enough, mate, he's dropping things now. Not sorry about that headphone. Not his glasses for anybody else, right? Now, what's really good about this is it's very similar to what he did when Base with the fade out. It's the attention to detail, but you can see with Steve Eppling coming on board, he's a real superhero gloss as well, he does. They set it in the 1970s before technology. And it's what's really interesting about it is Richard Nixon came coming into it and a couple of real life characters, and they got Nixon spot on, they did. And it gives it the pacing you expect from Brook and Men, is it's full of twists as a proper spy thriller. And it's, you don't know who she can trust. And that's a turn to not a lot of people, even. That, that, is, that is a kind of go to motif for yes. spy thriller. But what was good was it done in Europe, it definitely was a European thriller, it's all over Europe and England. Ooh. And I don't know where Steve Eppin's from, but he would have had to put some research into some of these countries they were jumping up and around. That's why it was really good it was. And really, as I said, 15 issues, it's well worth a read. Because there was a really good twist at the end of it as well. Do you want some weaknesses? Go on. Right, okay, there's a couple of bits here, because issue seven is a bit of a curveball, because it was the next day, same second story at that point. And it tries looking at things through one of the eyes on the male policeman that's chasing her. And he does the same trick, actually, in Kill or Be Killed. Have you read Kill or Be Killed? Uh, first volume, I think. Well, he's got the issues to female cop into halfway through it, and she was, she was a brilliant character into it. But the cop in this one, I was a bit cold towards it. didn't really connect to me, that issue. It was a bit of a duff issue, really, that there was. And, but interesting enough, the point about this was... Um, I was saddened to be honest with the series 30 to 15 issues and it seemed like so much scope for more adventures but the reason was at that time he was just writing Westworld ah. and it's a quote van I may said it they fell behind schedule with issues 10 to about 13 and this because it got complicated the script and then basically they had trouble with Westworld so it makes you wonder if they bring this back for a second volume will he get the same problem again I guess we'll find out. Yeah, hopefully. Well, like I said it's, it's well worth it. He has done TV stuff as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He's done, done a few. Done that at Westworld, and he's also done that um, too much to die young. Which I'm. I've won a second one. Did he write Lost as well? No, he didn't. That's, Brian, that that's Brian K. Vaughan. That Brian K. Vaughan. He's he signed a deal now to do some do some other TV programs as a prescription. Wrote in that. This will certainly come out as some sort of TV show, a TV program. The detail on it is too much not to. Whether he'll do it or somebody else will, we'll see. But I would love to see a second series of this. So, but anyway, guys, that's it. There's plenty more we can recommend Ed Brook and Men, there isn't there? So, indeed. indeed. Yeah, criminals, criminals were worth your time, and Kill Up and Kill is also worth it. And have you ever read Fatal? I have not. That was an interesting series as well, a bit longer, but it was a good series. That, so we've done so many good series. So, but we'll talk about that another day, so. Indeed. Anyway, guys, wave at the camera, Michael. Very well. Very well. Comics. Comics. Comics.